Are you someone who's ready to get your voice out into the world? Have you been considering starting your own podcast and not sure of all the things it takes to launch your show? Well, at Levels to Lunch, they've done all the groundwork to help you turn your dreams into streams. With professional knowledge and experience in strategy, recording, editing, and presenting, they have all the resources to help you in your journey in launching your show. From the do-it-yourselfer to that time-strapped podcaster that just needs to get it done, they walk you through every step to get your show launched and ready for the world. So go ahead and take that next step and make your podcasting dreams a reality by visiting levelstolunch.com. Again, that's www.levelstolunch.com. This week on Melanated Conversations, we chat with the software engineer turned entrepreneur, revenue strategist, and author, Gloria Ward. Behind every mask is a face, and behind that face is a story. And Gloria has a story. In our chat, Gloria takes us on the roller coaster journey through her life story and how she overcame broken moments to get back to loving herself and inspiring other women to do the same with her I'm Loving Me project. We also discuss how we can learn, earn, advance, and profit through her company, The Leap Group, a personal development and business education company that empowers women to win the game of life and build a million-dollar business from scratch. So listen, y'all, this is one you do not want to miss. Be inspired by our amazing guest today, Miss Gloria Ward. Welcome to Melanated Conversations, our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tyrion. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Melanated Conversations. I'm your co-host, Yana. And I'm your co-host, Tarian. Yes. Hi, MCs. We are so happy to be back with another special guest. Yes. Yes, we have Ms. Gloria Ward. Welcome, Gloria. Hey, ladies. How are you? We're good. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm I'm so excited to talk with you guys today and to talk with your audience. I think we're going to have a good, good conversation. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are so excited. Thank you for saying yes. And to all of our listeners, yes, we are going to have Gloria share with us today. And she's going to share a little bit about her story and journey of being an advocate for women in abusive spaces, mm-hmm. as well as how she is helping women entrepreneurs leap into success with their business. So, but, you know, before we get into all of that, you all, we, you know, how we like to, you know, kickstart things here in Melanated Conversations. Yeah. It wouldn't be a show. It wouldn't be us if we didn't open up with a little round of fun. Mm-hmm. So, in this case, we're going to have a round or two of what we're calling Don't Drop the Mic. Um, and, <laughs> are, yeah. you okay, are you okay with that, Gloria? I'm, I'm, I'm excited to find out what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, this is actually something fairly new and I have no clue what we're going to do either. So this is going to be something new for both. (laughs) All right. So Terry, I know you have a few questions for us. So you want to lead us in a few rounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to give like a brief overview of just how to play the game. So basically I'm going to ask a question. I'll answer the questions as well, um, but there'll be an A, B, C or D choice and how we're would normally work out, it would be who it's basically majority, majority rules is whatever is what the the final answer is. So we can all give our take on the question and whoever, you know, two out of three, that's, or three out of three, then, then the rule applies or that's going to be the answer. Okay. Are y'all cool with that? Sounds good, but don't Mm -hmm. you have the answers? I mean, I'm gonna, I'm, so I'm going to read off the choices. I'm going to read off the choices. I, so there's no answer. There's not, no official answer to these questions. Oh, We're just okay. going to all kind of, you know, give our take on, on the question. But oh. I have the options. You have to tell, I'm going to read off the options based off the question and you give your answer. And then, you know, if we all agree or have the same answer, then that's the answer. If not, you know, on to the next. It's just a little fun. Y'all ready? Okay, I'm this ready. is the first, first time playing Don't Drop the Mic. All right, first question. What's an everyday item that your parents used to cure every sickness or injury? Is it A, Vicks Vapor, B, Tussin, C, Ginger Ale, or D, Castor Oil? And since we've got our guest with us, Miss Gloria Ward, I'm going to let Miss Gloria Ward answer the first or, or give us her oh. answer first. <laughs> I'm I'm old school, so uh, usually it was all of them, but B, cussing was everything. Wow. <laughs> okay. You got one for mm-hmm. cussing. Okay, Yana. I'm over at Glory. It was like a it was like a um a combination cocktail of all of all four of them. <laughs> Just whatever at the, on the given day what was in reach. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Big facts. But you got to pick, give me one answer at least. Um, man, we kept some Vicks on deck. I would say mm-hmm. Vicks. <laughs> Vicks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So ooh, I would probably say it was, it was between Vicks or ginger ale. I do remember seeing Tustin. So Gloria, Yana and I are first cousins. So mm-hmm. our, our, my dad and her mom are, are brother and sister. Brother and sister. Yeah, but I do remember seeing Tussin a lot at, down at Granny's house. I remember seeing uh-huh. him a lot down at Granny's house. Um, but my grandmother, I was raised by my my maternal grandmother, and um, she was she threw some Vicks on the chest and under the nose uh, with the quickness. So I'm gonna go with Vicks. I'm gonna go with Vicks too. So one for Tussin. Y'all, okay. did you say Vicks? I said all the above, but yeah. All the above. Okay. Okay. There's no winner in that round, but um, okay. Between you and me. We stay winning, huh? (laughs) All right. Let's do another one. Let's see. Okay. This one's kind of based off of, this is based in like movies. So who's always playing a no good man in a movie? Okay. So here are your choices. Danny Glover. Blair Underwood, Clifton Powell, or Samuel L. Jackson? Clifton Powell. If I think I know, is that the man with the bald head that got that mean face? 
I think it is. I feel like Clifton Powell always plays some sort of pimp or some sort of like he's mean. Clifton the, a mean pimp. face. And he's yeah. always in those movies. He's always in the movies, uh, like the black movies where yes. he is like the, the leader, like the gangster. Yes, exactly. Person that gives you that mean face. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What for Clifton Powell? Yana. What was A? A was Danny Glover. So Danny Glover, Blair Underwood, <laughs> Clifton Powell, Samuel L. Jackson. What did you say? No, I was just laughing because when you say Danny Glover, you instantly go to Color Purple. And it's- I know it. Right? <laughs> right. That's what I was thinking. Like, that was trash. <laughs> I can't do Blair because you already know why I can't do that's, Blair. Yeah, that's family. Yeah. Oh. Um, Y'all, that ain't him in real life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead because I, I feel like I've just watched Color Purple so many times and he make me angrier each, every, angry as I get older and watch every time I learn more. Yeah, yeah I'm going to just go with Danny. I know he ain't been, has he? I really don't. He, he wasn't like the mean guy in a lot of roles that I, that I know I, yeah, was I was he in most Weapon? movies. I think he was a decent guy in Lethal Weapon, wasn't he? Yeah, but I'm I'm sorry for the, for just for color purple alone. You know, yeah. I ain't like him. I'm going I'm with him. He played that role. He played that role really well. <laughs> he was not likable. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so I feel you on Clifton Powell, Gloria, and I feel you on Danny Glover, Yana. Um. And I'm not going to hold you because when I think of a no good man, usually in a movie, when you title or, you know, give him the title of a no good man, I think of like the guy that is like horrible or constantly cheating, like on his significant other or something like that. So I feel like Blair Underwood, sorry, Blair. I feel like Blair Underwood plays a lot of those type of roles, but if we're just talking about overall mean, just nasty Guy, I'm gonna go with Clifton Powell too, Gloria, because he, I've never seen Clifton Powell ever play a nice role. Ever. No. Ray? I think maybe Ray when he was in Ray. Oh, wasn't see, he in Ray? I, you know what? I don't even remember. He could have been, and I because <laughs> he was Ray's backup man or something. But oh, that was maybe the nice. only. Yeah, probably. I'm gonna have to because I'm gonna have to relook up who Clifton Powell is because I just he ain't registering with me. He like, was Pinky, I think was named Pinky in I, Friday after next or next Friday. One of them. Oh, okay, yeah. He yeah. owned the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he was a mean, but he was always like a funny mean. But he was right. never like a nice guy. I had to clean up mm-hmm. a little bit. And um, what's the what's the um. Black Lightning, he's the pastor in Black Lightning. I haven't seen him, girl. Yeah. He's he a good guy. Yeah. Black Lightning. Oh man, well I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check it out then. I'm gonna have to check it out. <laughs> well, I have more, but I think I'm actually ready to get into this conversation with Gloria. Yeah, um, thanks for playing say, with us. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> Thank you though for playing with us. That was fun. Absolutely, it was fun. <laughs> no, one, no one dropped the mic. No one dropped the mic. Well, cool. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, Gloria, again, we are, you know, excited to have you on and for you to share with us. Um, before we kind of lead into a few of the things that we kind of want to know about you, can you let our listeners know a little bit about you? Who is Gloria? What are your roots? Oh, yeah. My name is Gloria Ward. I'm originally from the Bronx, New York. I moved here to Atlanta in 1997 to go to college. I went to Park Atlanta University. And I got my bachelor's and master's in computer science, and I became this uh, software engineer for a few years until I found out how boring it was. And so I left and I started my own business, and I've been a business owner for over 16 years inside of IT. And But I was always that person that loved people, was a people person. And I just could not find that in the IT space, even though, you know, I still do it. But I went through so much stuff in my life where I started to look in the mirror at myself and what I wanted to do. And I always found myself to be a listener, somebody who is very into personal development, very driven with, you know, goals and everything. And through life challenges of getting married and all that stuff. I discovered that um, I'm going to actually live on purpose. And I started the I'm Loving Me project to help other women, you know, to live their purpose and to live on purpose. And when, when we get into it, I'll let you guys know, you know, the real story. Yes. Let's get into it. <laughs> Definitely. No. Sidebar. I was going to say sidebar. Our aunt actually went to yeah. in Atlanta and went to Clark, Clark. Atlanta University. Really? Actually, our, yeah. Well, actually, our mm-hmm. aunt, um, our uncle and my brother yeah. went to like the A. Oh, man. So my, um, our aunt, like she said, went to Clark. Um, our uncle went to uh, Morehouse. Mm-hmm. And my brother at the time, he went to... Um, Morris Brown. Morris Brown, yeah. Oh, I, tried, yeah. I tried to complete the, the circle and go to Spelman, but they didn't want me. That was, I was, that was on my list, too. Yana, that was on my list. Really? Yes. I just knew I was going to Spelman. I was like, mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's like the AUC is like a family. And if we don't know each other by name, we know each other by face. And, you know, because the, the environment is small. Uh, but not that small, but you just get to know so many people. So, you know, once you come together, it's always family time. That's why we love to go to homecoming because uh-huh. it is so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's For- all my our aunt talks about. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we we have a lot of familiarity and, and, and family that, that's based in Atlanta and Definitely is a part of the AUC family. So for sure, sure. (laughs) man. Well, um, as you were saying, let's talk more about um, your your platform, the I'm Loving Me Project. Um, I I want to know how uh, how do you use this platform? How do you um, use this platform to help women overcome the vice of self sabotage and uh, also with limiting beliefs to become their most vibrant, vibrant selves? Well, what what I tell women who actually come into the I'm Loving Me project because what we do is we focus on you becoming your highest and truest self. Uh, for me, I was married for almost ten years. And like I said before in the introduction, I was somebody who was very driven. I knew 
what I wanted to do in life, but I just didn't know how to get there, right? I knew that I wanted to have this particular life, but I just didn't know what steps I needed to take to get there. Now, coming from the Bronx, I grew up with my grandmother. I was a child of six kids. My mom died when I was seven. She died of AIDS. And I always had a grandmother that told me that, you know, she loved me, but she wasn't my mother. And I had to be able to go ahead and grow up very fast. My grandmother taught me how to survive, right? She taught me how to pay rent, pay bills and do all that stuff because she said that she wasn't going to be around forever. So that's where my training stopped. So I come here to Atlanta. I find the love of my life, I thought. We get married and we have this wonderful life. And then I found out that, you know, he was having an affair with someone on his job. And then he asked me, he said, well, why don't we go ahead and try to open relationship thing? Right. And at first, I'm just looking at him with my mouth open because I'm saying, okay, like, you know what he's telling you, Gloria. He, he's telling you he doesn't want to stop to see this woman. Right. And I said, okay, fine. Let me go ahead and meet the girl and, you know, see what's going to happen. Because at the same time, I was saying to myself, well, if I say no, he's going to go ahead and do it anyway. Or we're going to have to go through this whole thing with a divorce. Well, I go ahead and meet the girl, ladies. And, you know, I have all these kind of emotions going on, right? I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Am I going (laughs) to punch in the face? Am I going to go off? Am I going to start crying? All this stuff, right? And when a young lady walked through the door, I couldn't do anything but give her advice because I knew what he was doing. He was being selfish, right? This young girl was young, very pretty girl and everything, but he saw it as an opportunity. And so when she sat down, I said, let me tell you something. We're married. And he wants to have an open relationship. Once I go ahead and get another man, your relationship is over. Because he's only doing this because he wants to be selfish. I said, you don't understand it right now. Because you think you love him. You really do. And I know you do. I could tell. Right? But it's not what you think it is. And so he's looking because he thinks I'm messing up his game. Right? And he's not saying a word because he doesn't know if I'm going to react a certain way. And that was it. And I left. And emotionally, I felt like, okay, Gloria, you really have to get your life together. Because at the same time, I had my my business wasn't doing well, right? Because I, I was in my IT business, but this was the start of the real estate crisis in 2008. Everything was going down and all that stuff. And so we had to move out of our home. So at the same time, I was doing what most of us women do, right? I was blaming myself because I said, well, maybe he's out there because I am not doing well. Does that make sense? Maybe he's out there because of the stress. You know Mm -hmm. why? Because he's like, why don't you just go ahead and get a job? Why don't you just do that? How come you still want to stick with this? I need help. I need help. And I was telling him, no, I know what I'm doing. I know where I feel comfortable. And so that back and forth, when I found out about 
this other person, I said to myself, well, you know what, Gloria, maybe this is, maybe you should do this because you're not doing so well. You're not, you're not in a position where you're helping to provide and he's begging you and asking you and you're not doing it. And so I said, yes. And so when I said yes, the first couple of months, it was very emotional because I would literally see him go in and out the door and say, hey, you know, it's time for me to go and I'll be back and he'll come back late like he just got out of bed, all that stuff, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. And I had to actually see that. And so then when I started uh, going out, I, I mean, I haven't dated anyone since we were in college. So going out to date someone was, you know, something that was new for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was just like, well, what the hell am I going to do? And what am I going to go to a club and sit there? You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, what am I going to do? wait, you know? What do I wait for somebody to come up and all of that? But I actually found someone and we and we started dating and everything. And girl, can I tell you, is it was one day, I promise you, it was our first date. Now... I'm going on a date, and so I'm getting dressed and everything in the house, and of course, where you going? Mm-hmm. I, I said, I got a date. I said, I'm going on a date, and I'm getting dressed and all that stuff or whatever, and then I'm sitting on the couch, and he's like, but when you going out? I said, when he come and pick me up? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I have the tables have turned. I'm <laughs> saying, my, 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 my. And he's like, where he's coming? Where he coming to pick you up at? I said, here. Yeah. I said, I'm not going out to meet nobody. Ooh. And he like, you gonna let? I said, he he like, you gonna let some men come to my house and come and pick you up? I said, you should be happy. Somebody's coming to pick up your wife. Mm. You know, instead of you meeting somebody out there, I said, you can meet him. I met the female. Right? She hit him when you can meet him. <laughs> Girl, he came to the house. The guy rolled up, had flowers in his hand. I took my bag and we went on a date. Wow. Came back home, came back home, had a great time. What you think happened? Oh, everything is off. We getting back together. <laughs> nothing. Oh, oh, now he wants you back. Now he, now he right. <laughs> everything is off. I, 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 I already called her and told her everything is over with. And so I said, you did? He said, yeah. So he puts the girl on the phone. I'm just letting you know that me and my wife are getting back together. And I grabbed the phone. And I said, no, we not. I said, uh, he, he'll probably be back there in a couple of days. Let him go and get out his feelings. But this is what I told you. I told you that this happened. So what I want you to do is I want you to figure out what it is that you want to do with your life. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this went on for a little while. But one of the things that I had to do, ladies, is that at the end of the day, was deal with my emotions because even though I was doing those things, I was acting out at the same time. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. What what we women do is is think that we're getting over that we're getting our power by doing something to hurt them, where we really hurting ourselves. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. So I'm out I'm out drinking, and I find myself drinking a half a bottle of vodka, and you know now that turns into going to the clubs and finding girlfriends who you know were also out there because my my friends. You know, they were at home and working and being driven. That's my circle, right? Yeah. But that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't where I was at the time. You know, so I'm out and I'm drinking and I'm hanging out and and doing all these things. And then I started to get DUIs. I got two DUIs and going back and forth to jail. And the last time that I had my DUI. I was on a highway and it was Super Bowl weekend when Atlanta went to the Super Bowl and I was coming back from the strip club and I was drunk on the highway and I fell asleep. Mm. And when I fell asleep, I crashed into the car in front of me. Now listen to this ladies. It was only me and that car on the road. There was no other car on the road. In Atlanta? Yes, right. it was like three it was like three four o'clock in the morning it was three four o'clock in the morning and I was coming down on the highway Got it was it. only me and that other car and you know how you have like the little small ambulance people on the side of the road just in case mm-hmm. and it was them and I crashed into that car and it woke me up the impact woke me up mm-hmm and when I when I looked around and I saw that I crashed, immediately I was like, oh, man, because I already had my first DUI, right? So I already knew what was coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to get out of the car and I was trying to call someone, but because the EMT was on the side of the road already, they were trying to get me to stay in the car. They called the police. They did all this stuff. And, and when I really was paying attention and became aware and I found out that I hit another person because I didn't know I thought I hit a wall because the car was so smashed in I couldn't see in front of me right and when I saw that I hit another person then I got scared Mm. because I was like please God please don't tell me that I hurt another person and they wouldn't let me see the person or anything but I saw the car drive up and when the police came and, you know, they talked to the people, they were able to go ahead and drive home. And I was just like, oh, my God, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I went to jail and everything. But let me tell you what that taught me. If it wasn't for that car, I don't think I would have been here because I would have hit a wall or something else. Mm. Right. So at that moment, even though I still showed out because I was because I was nervous and scared at that moment, once I knew that God saved me, I said, Gloria, you need to go ahead and get your shit together. You got to get your act together because, you know, you know what we women do when we are in denial and we feel like we've been hurt so much that we believe that we just go out there and do what it is that we want to do. Because yes. we believe that we're taking our power back. Right. The only thing that we're doing, the only thing that we're doing is expressing how hurt we are. 
Come and, on. and everybody else sees it but us mm-hmm. because we think that we out there doing us, doing me. I'm doing me, right? Right. I'm doing what I want to do in my life. And so I went to jail. And when I was in jail, I just said, you know what? This is it. I got home. I took a good look at myself in the mirror. And I said to myself, this is not the husband's fault. This is nobody's fault but yours. Mm -hmm. Because you made the choice. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. made the choice not to deal with the feeling. Because the feeling was, ladies, the feeling wasn't that I was hurt over the whole thing that was going on, right? Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. feeling that I was really feeling is I was upset with myself. Yeah. 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 Right? (sighs) I was upset with myself because I didn't like my life. I didn't like everything that I saw. My oh, you you're talking about some inner work, man. When you Absolutely. can, yes, when you can look at yourself and and understand, no matter what all the external circumstances are around you, and you recognize that you are the core of that. Yes, absolutely. That enough to know, like, I gotta do better. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do it all the time, right? We yeah. do it all the time because, see, I was blaming other things. Oh, it's his fault. If he didn't cheat, I wouldn't be out here. If, you know, my business was doing better and I was busy, then I wouldn't be out here, right? If this Mm -hmm. didn't happen to me, if my mom didn't die, if this person ain't do this, it's like, no, 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 honey. Come on. No, no, that's not it. You haven't dealt with that person in the mirror. That's right. And what you see, what you see, you don't like and you're in denial and you don't want to admit it. And you yeah. know what happens? It spills on other people. Yes. It spills on other people. <laughs> oh my gosh, Gloria. I mean, there's so many things. First of all, thank you so much for being transparent and sharing yes. so much of your life with us. Um, that's mm-hmm. that, that that's some deep stuff right there. That's it's deep real. Stuff. Somebody today. You sure it's did. real. Um, no, it's real. Yeah. And, and, I, and I tell women all the time, ladies, I say, you know, I always say, you know, you have people out here that will tell you, oh, you know what, you got to go ahead and take your power back and you have to have forgiveness for you. Yes, that is all true. But if you don't accept who you are, who, who are you going to forgive? I did not know I was with a person who didn't love themselves because I didn't love myself. Mm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I allowed those things to happen. Mm-hmm. I allowed those things to happen, right? But word. telling myself, telling myself that oh, it's because it is and because of that, and okay, well, maybe this is just how it's gonna be, and I'm gonna show them. And no, honey, mm-mm. yeah. Mm-mm. yeah. Oh my I just gosh. built the word through all that. So if y'all didn't catch everything that Gloria said, first and foremost, wake up or, re- or rewind this segment. But <laughs> in summer, we basically say it. You got to shake yourself to wake yourself. Come on. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you. Like Tyrion said, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, you 
you shared us that journey and that experience of getting here. So mm-hmm. kind of explain what was the significance going back to the I'm Loving Me project? What was the significance as to why you chose the task of being able to reach one million women in this journey? You know, because I said when I when I started it and I started to do my inner work um, and it happened because I had to go to alcohol treatment and I I refused because I was saying I'm not an alcoholic. I, you ain't never I can stop anytime and I'm, I'm not that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have to go in there because it's ordered by the court. Mm-hmm. And the lady who was teaching the class. Uh, she gave out a paper and she says, you know, these are the different signs of depression. You got, you know, clinically depressed and you have situational depression and it was another kind of depression. And then when it, when it was situational depression, she was like, is there, there was something going on in your life typically at a, a, a moment in time where you felt like you was out of control, you was probably depressed. And, when, and she was like, these are mostly all the symptoms. Girl, I had mostly all the symptoms except for one. Mm. And I'm sitting up there like, how many women go through this? It doesn't matter if you are a professional woman who believes that you got it all together. It doesn't matter if you are a person who has dealt with trauma, abuse, or anything. That stuff still follows you. You know what I'm saying? That trauma that you had when you were younger and you think that you got over it, the body keeps score. It's going to spill on other people because you know what you're going to do? You think that it is normal Mm -hmm. that you can sit and yell at someone, Mm -hmm. curse at them, Mm -hmm. feel like you can just give your body away. That mm-hmm. you believe that it is cool to do all of these things with no honey, that something back there, something back there gave you that low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Something back there is allowing that man to beat on you. Mm-hmm. Something back there is allowing that person to take advantage of you. Something back there is why you're putting so much food in your body and you overweight. Come on. Right? Right. And it's and it's usually trauma for when you were younger because things that happen to us when we're younger shapes us. My yeah. mom died of AIDS when we when I was seven years old. My mom died of AIDS during the eighties. There's six of us, there's five different daddies. Nobody wants to tell nobody wants to say that my mom was out there and being promiscuous and all that stuff. Nobody in my family would ever say that. Right? We don't even know who the fathers are. Some of us don't. I don't, mm-hmm. and my brother and sister don't. So three of us don't, three do. Right? Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know what my mother went through to be that way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What her life was like, mm-hmm. because she was probably doing the best she could. Mm-hmm. Just like what we doing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right about that. So how do you know, how do you know that there's something better if something doesn't shine a light on who you are? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what the I'm Loving Me Project do. It shines a light on who you are, those gray areas that you have. Because you know what, ladies, you feel it inside. You 
feel it. You know you can do better. You know that there's something out there for you. You know you should be somewhere else in your life. And you know what it do? It nags you, it nags you, it nags you every day. But you feel like you're just stuck in this reality. You got to go to work. You got to stay at work. You got to come home. You got to get the two-week check and pay the bills and take care of the kids and you know, make sure the husband is cool and everybody else is cool. Everybody else is okay. Mm-hmm. And you put in yourself last. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All the time. And you were trained to do that mm-hmm. because if you didn't, if you didn't put yourself last, then you're not a good mother. Mm-hmm. Then you're not a good wife. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and you point. start to feel guilty. Right. It's like at what point when does survival turn into living? Yeah. Yeah. When you shine that light. When you shine that light on who you really are and figure out where you want to go. Yeah. And start to take those steps and start to take those steps to move in that direction and get mm-hmm. rid of the fear. Mm. Get rid of the fear. That's good right there. Gloria, you and I kind of have our stories aren't you know, line for line, word for word. But my mm-hmm. my I lost my I lost my mother when I was uh, a, a few a few weeks before I turned four uh, in a car accident, and I was raised by my grandmother as well. And there are a slew mm-hmm. of things that happened after that um, that definitely shaped my shaped my life, and you know, traumas and all those things. But um, anyway, I just wanted to share that. I don't. I know. I'm trying to get not not get in the habit of like overtaking somebody's you know story and be like, oh yeah, me too. That yeah. I'm trying to make sure about me, but I just did want to share that we do have some of that in common as well. No, but that's what you find though. That's what yeah. you find out that you're not alone. That's why you yeah. gotta shed light on it. Because everybody and, and it's so crazy how we think this way, you know, everybody always thinks they're alone and that nobody understands. That's yeah. why we have these small, that's why we have our workshops and our small workshops, because I like to bring the women together and I like to tell them, look, listen to the other stories of women. And then I'm, I promise you, every workshop we do, virtual, in person, everybody head is shaking, right? Yeah. Everybody head is shaking because everybody understands some aspect or can relate to some aspect of that other person's life. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, you know, alongside of the I'm Loving Me project, you also have several programs that you've created um, to help women become successful in business. In particular, Uh you have the Girls Leap program. Um, Can you share? Can you share about Girls Leap? Yes. Oh, I love it. Girls Leap uh, stands for Learn, Earn, Advance, and Profit. You know, I was uh, fortunate enough to go ahead and be a business owner for so many years, and I have made millions of dollars. And so, you know, I said, I have to have a program for our women who either are in business or want to be a business owner where you can really learn the steps into growing your business to the million-dollar level. because. Nobody teaches you that either. What does it take from you to start from zero, from scratch, to get to a million dollars in your business? What kind of products do you have to have? What kind of business model do you need? How do you go ahead and build a good team? How do you go ahead and take the money that you have 
and flip it and invest in yourself until you're able to go ahead and reach your goals. So what I do is, um, is I find people who are excellent in finance and business and everything to come into the platform and to teach the women what they can do with their business. I also teach them as far as business models and I look over their business models and I show them exactly what they can do, how they can improve. And, you know, we work it out. The, the whole concept is, is to merge this idea of wellness and business together because we need both. We need, as business owners and you ladies know, we, we go through so many emotions at least 10 times a day. We feel at least 100 different emotions. We, we either upset, we get happy, we get sad, we get nervous, we do all of that mm-hmm. because that's just the nature of business because there's so many things coming at us. But how do you learn how to control your emotions, control your fear? I didn't say get rid of it, control it. Mm-hmm. Control your fear, go ahead and do it anyway and still thrive, right? How do you yeah. take that leap and you still continue to learn and you make money and you advance yourself and you put the money in the bank? You profit, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it's about. And, and other programs and, and things around, they, they won't give you that stuff. They either, they separate it. Oh, you know, you could do this or this, this or this. No, you need the mental health and you need to know how to make money. If, if, you, can, if you can control your emotions with money, you're a very powerful person. Mm. Well, right? But it's a lot of steps to that. Right. It's definitely you know? a process. Like, mm-hmm. Um, what would what, what would you say has been the most fulfilling as part as as far as personal growth as well as reaching and teaching others through both you know um, loving me and through the leap program? Oh, see, hearing the stories of other women, you know, if you guys go on our YouTube channel at the I'm Loving Me Project, we interview uh, some of the most amazing women, ladies, where you where you just listen to their story and you say, you know what, God, my life is not that bad. And I know that I'm here for a reason. We had women who lost their child. One, one lady, her boyfriend killed her, her baby when, oh. uh, a couple of years back, oh my you know, God. because he was an addict. Uh, we have a young lady who was molested by eight people and one oh. of them was her mother's boyfriend. You know, we have women who survived pancreatic cancer, abuse, all this stuff. But one of the things that they come out with, even though they had that type of trauma, they still feel inside of them that little thing nagging them, and they want that to come out. And they're willing to do anything, anything, to make sure that they bring that to fruition. So they don't mind being transparent. They don't mind going through the steps, you know? And, yeah. and just seeing that, it, it lights up my day because I just say to myself, there's no separation between you and me, honey, right? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no separation between me and you. If, if you lack somewhere, I can pick that up and help you. Where I lack, you can pick that up and you can help me. Yeah. And so most of them, if they say, well, you know, you know, Gloria, I really want to improve my life and I want to improve my finances. Oh, I can help you do that. that that's yeah. a strong suit for me, yeah. right? 
you know, and I tell them, you know, I, I want to be able to see how I can help you more. Like, you know, what is your story? So, and we, we, we give, we are, we're givers at the Unloving Me Project. You know, some of the women, we feature their stories in magazines, when the magazines and the people call. And they're like, oh, Gloria, you know, we want to put you uh, in our magazine or on our podcast. And I'm like, no, give it to one of our members. Give it, give it to Lisa. Give it to Marie. Give it to them. Because their story is going to help someone, too. And they love it. They love it. Because they're like, I, I didn't think my story mattered. Your story matters, honey. Nobody want to hear continuously hear my story over and over again, mm-hmm. where you can help yeah. somebody too. Yeah, I love that. That's definitely something that I'm personally learning. I know, and Yana, I think has kind of helped push me in that direction of just embracing your personal story and being transparent and sharing that with others because it it does. It, it's going to help if it, if it's helping just one person. It's helping someone else. Um, and it's you know, so you're saving you're so. saving someone's life. Even yeah. if you think, even if you think they're not listening, people are listening. There was a lady who sent me an email probably like two weeks ago, and she had me boiling crying because she said my cancer is back, Gloria, and I've been listening to you on Facebook every day, and you just you know encouraged me to continue to move on, and I'm going to. Even though I'm in pain, I am going to tell my story to other people, for those people who just got diagnosed, or how they can go ahead and, and live through this thing. I can't tell them how to beat it, but I right. can definitely show them how they can live through this and still continue to have a better life. And Absolutely. I said, that's why God put you here, because yeah. that's what you are supposed to do. We are here to give our gifts away. That's yeah, good. I, I was that. just about to say that, boy, this, this, this conversation is <laughs> all kinds of quotables. I was it, like, it, nah, so nah. this segment, I'm going to sum it up for, for the listeners. Basically, <laughs> she's saying our vulnerabilities are valuable. Come on. Validating someone else's story. Shake to wake and, and vulnerable to valuable. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, Gloria, um, you know, we're in a pandemic and we've got we've got the rise in, you know, um, we're seeing a a rise in the climate as far as black content services and expertise, you know, leveling up. Has has the pandemic and even the rise in black content and services, has that had a direct effect on your your business, positive or negative? Oh, yeah, it has a positive aspect because I'm still a black woman, right? So I'm not afraid to speak up. I'm not afraid to talk about issues because everyone in our community, you know, like I tell them every day, you got to be able to understand other people's cultures, where other people are coming from, because we all have something in common. We all have this, this background of, wanting a better life and wanting happiness now we might not all understand each other right but we definitely have something in common and we did a series it in america where we talked about um some of these issues where we had some of our ladies from you know different cultures just come on and just speak about what it is being a black woman in corporate america 
what is it to have a black son? Um, you know, how they worry, what they teach them. We had elected officials on to, you know, let them know about the laws and things that are going on. So we had a we had a very good positive, you know, effect on everything. And the pandemic has allowed us to take a back seat and really connect with the people because there's so much anxiety, depression, people mm-hmm. are killing themselves. And and actually we sit right in there because we have a hotline where people can call and if they just want to talk, we have people where you can go ahead and talk all day. We've been in a house for almost 18 weeks, yeah. right? And and it takes a toll on you. Mm-hmm. And so we created our hotline. Look, if you just want to come and vent before you go to work, call. If you want to go ahead and talk about what's going on, just call. Because some of these women are living in the house with their abusers. Yeah, mm-hmm. they get yeah. they used to they used to be able to go out and abuse it or go to happy hour and go cheat and do all this stuff. And now that you know they on lockdown, you got to be in the house with them. You don't know how many times you get abused. You don't yeah. know how long you have to walk on eggshells. You have addicts who are getting six hundred dollar you know uh, unemployment checks. They got money in their pocket now. They could get that they could go out there and, you know, do whatever they want to do and they're in recovery, but they're trying to do good. Mm, right? Yeah. But there, but there's no there's no workshops or meetings or anything like that because you can't meet in person like that. Yeah. So Some true. of them don't have cell phones to do Zoom or nothing. So what they right. gonna do? Right. So we tell them as long as you got a working phone, just go ahead and call. As long as you got a working phone. I love that. I really do. I love that the work that you're doing is not just solely business. It is really about transformation you know, of lives. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Because that's, that's where it starts. The business part, that's that's just the action. That's fulfilling your dream once you got it all that once you got it all in place when you're ready to take the journey. Now you can start fulfilling some of your dreams. But you gotta get the stuff taken care of first, right? Yeah, you gotta get yeah. that. You gotta get that stuff out before you try to go and reach your goals, because it's going to stop you. Yeah. The mindset, right? Business is making money and having a business and all that. That is mindset. And I tell the ladies, if you're not where you want to be in life, it's because you have roadblocks in the way. You have fear. Either you deep down you believe you can't do it. Or deep down, you haven't dealt with that stuff that's inside you that is holding you back and stopping you. Because the man ain't stopping you. The money ain't stopping you. Nothing outside of you is stopping you because you are the only one who can control you. Hmm. Okay? Now, you might have things that, you know, uh, people who might say no and you might not get approved for this and that. That's all that's all stuff that's relative. You might not be ready for that uh, uh, level of success, but if you start where you are and you deal with it, eventually you'll get there because you're building a muscle so that you can take all of the no's and all of that. If you don't build it, you're going to quit. Yes. So if you guys were listening at this point in the segment of the show, basically to summarize it, she said, free your mind 
and the rest will follow. Will follow. <laughs> Hallelujah to that. I can't stand you. I can't stand <laughs> That's you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Ready, no, thank you so much, Gloria. We could talk to you all day on this. And we, Seriously. We appreciate you being so open and real um, and having this. Because I said, like, man, you have shaped some minds. They mine, actually. Yeah. We just, um, before we kind of wrap, we want to ask a few closing questions. Just one question that we always ask all of our guests that come on the show Usually with the year, we always have a word that's guiding us through the year. You know, 2020 has been a little different year for us. But if you could name right. one word, what would you say would be your one power word or two um, for 2020 that's guiding you through 2020? Being uncomfortable. Those are two words. Ooh. Man. Ooh. I told God at the start of 2020. Let me be as uncomfortable as I want to be this year. And he has lived up to that. <laughs> as you can see. Yes, he has. Right? Yeah. Because I don't want to be, I don't want to be in my comfort zone. Because when I'm in my comfort zone, I'm not helping people. I'm yeah. being lazy. I am yeah. I am chilling and I'm thinking about me. When I'm uncomfortable and I have to work and I have to think and I have to you know, get out there and I have to push. I'm not only helping me, I'm helping somebody else. So yeah. I say, God, let me be as uncomfortable as I can so that I can continue to motivate and inspire and empower these women to go ahead and live their highest and truest self because that's what he that's what he taught me and that's what he told me I was supposed to do for the rest of my life. And if I if I wasn't uncomfortable, I would still you know, just be doing IT, hanging out, making money, right? Chilling. But no, Mm-mm. he came in and he disrupted. And I'm so glad he did. Yes. Uh, be comfortable. Be that. uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Stretch. Growth. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Gloria, do you have any um, new projects in the works for 2020? Uh, yes, actually, we're having our What Do You See When You Look in a Mirror workshop this Sunday, and it's going to be at 4 p.m. It's going to be myself and Dr. Laura Ellick. We're getting together, and that is our mirror workshop where we're going to open up and we're going to dig into those things that are holding you back, you know, and, and, and we encourage any woman who feel like they're stuck feel like they're fearful, don't know what their next step is going to be in life, but deep down you feel and you know that you need to change and that there's something inside of you to come out. Dr. Laura Ellis, she's a licensed therapist, and she will help you walk through those things. And guess what? The tickets are only $20. I don't know where you could go get therapy for $20, okay? okay? But I, I'm, I'm bringing her because it's not only a therapy session, but it's also a revelation for you to understand why you're in that position. So you'll have the chance to talk. And when she asks, why do you believe yourself? You will get an answer. You will walk away with the stuff that you need to do to take your life to the next level. Wow. 
So that's the purpose. So we encourage the ladies to come and they can go either uh, on our Facebook page, our Instagram page, Empower Her Soul, or the I'm Loving Me Project, and you'll be able to see it there and find the links and all that. Yes, we'll have all of that linked in our show notes. And kind of while we're on it, um, can you share how our listeners can connect with you as well as, you know, how they can get plugged into the I'm Loving Me Project and all the works that you have going on? Oh, yes. Everything is uh, the I'm Loving Me Project. So our website is imlovingme.net. Our Facebook is the I'm Loving Me Project. And Instagram is the same thing, the I'm Loving Me Project. And um, I think that's it. LinkedIn is the same thing. But all of our social media is the I'm Loving Me Project. Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you again so much, Gloria. It's been such a joy to chat um, with you today yeah I feel like we could have I mean we could we could really have talked for so much because there's so much more I wanted to dig into with you today I really really did I know we were short on time Um, but thank you so so much for coming on today and sharing with us the wonderful things that you're doing with the I'm Loving Me Project and Girls Leap and just helping women become better versions of themselves and and I love it yes yeah Absolutely. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Of course. Of course. You're always welcome back. We can continue the conversation. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I got some stories now. We got that. (laughs) We got that. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so, so much. And thank you again to our listeners, to our MCs. We appreciate you for allowing us to amplify yet another beautiful Black voice. You know, it's always our Mm -hmm. mission to amplify the voices of Black women and to share our powerful stories of transformation. So we thank you time over again for sharing with us in this effort. Be sure to catch all of our episodes. Um, But again, until next time, Melanie on that. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review. Have a story of your own to share? Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Until next time, keep raising your voice.